The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. All right, we're live at Ellis Hall. Waddle and Sylvie, if you want to react, 312-332-3776. We kind of sound like the, the two old Muppets that sit up in the balcony of the theater right now, don't we? Statler and Waldorf. Yes. Is that what, it, what are their characters? I think it's names? Statler and Waldorf. Statler that is correct. And Waldorf. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I think we sound like them in general, just that, with our true. takes. Yes. You know, I don't well, think now the voices are actually spot on as well. I don't think you sound bad today, really? though. I think you sound pretty good. Like, it's ah. just the occasional when you get choked up now. Yeah. And then you start you start coughing. Yeah, I got to get that lung butter up. For it's me. churning in my chest. I think my voice is starting to warm up, though. I think it's going. It is. It's very yeah, raspy. You, no, you do sound better than it's very, when you uh, started. It's Kathleen Turner-ish. It's got that raspy take to it. Yeah. It's very sexy. And it, it it's always raspy to begin with, but then when I get a little bit under the weather. little horse. Yeah, it gets a little oh, horse. The worst. The worst. So, look. Look. You never want to do a celebration dance over five and eight. <laughs> five and eight is never where you strive to be. You never, like, truly want to do handsprings for being in the hunt. You don't want to be part of the 5-8 and eight in the hunt club forever. You want to eventually right. graduate. Right. Like, you decided to blow it up and to go into rebuild mode to get out of that club. Yes. That's the reason why. But in this case, in the here and the now... Considering where you started off in 0-4 and with all the hell with the two assistant coaches, with the Chase Claypool drama and then the trade and everything that Your went with it. quarterback got hurt for four weeks. Yes, all of it. We know what we lived through as Bears fans this season. To be here in December where you can talk about, ooh, they could go to Cleveland with yeah. the defense being a pretty dominant unit right now. Yeah. And if Justin could take a step, like oh, four weeks ago, like we're t- looking ahead to these four games, four games ago, people were wondering, hey, should I be rooting for or against the Bears? And we've always said, you root for the Bears, the Carolina pick is for rooting for draft status. This is for rooting for development. I don't and, even think it was four weeks ago. I think it was less than that. The people were asking who okay. should be, what you should be voting for. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Like, and you and I have always been. When? It, it's too complex. Yeah. We want growth. We want all the young guys, Tevin Jenkins and, and Darnell and, Wright. And, oh, Darnell Wright and that secondary and um, DJ Moore and, and, and Justin Fields and, and everybody to show something. Um, there's too much good young talent that you want going into next season to be better. Yeah. So. Who would have thought, and again, they could slip up on Sunday and then we could have a totally different conversation a week from today. But 
if they do go in and win in Cleveland and go to 6-8, and eight, again, you'll never, ever hear me, of all people, doing handstands or cartwheels for 6-8. and eight. But again, context is king. And where they were to now is important in that argument. So to get to 6-8 and eight with home games against the Cardinals and Falcons could make things exciting. Could, could then we be talking about a final game against the Packers where the Bears are playing for a playoff spot. I next, mean, next is that season, possible? Next season, I don't want to be part of the 5-8 and eight in the hunt club. Right. Right now, I don't want to be thrown out of the club. I want to stay. I know I'm the old guy in the club at the moment, but I don't want to be thrown out of the club right now. Are we the young guy in the club or the old no, guy in the, the club? we're the old guy in the club. I mean, we'll always be the old guy in the club. No, because I think, like, if you're talking about in the Bears context, I think we're sort of the underage we're the underage person with the fake ID okay. trying to get inside the club, and right now they're allowing us in. They may not serve us. Do you know what I mean? I know you're talking about yourself, but I think as this Bears team is concerned, we're the underage. We're the underage who just made the fake ID with the board, and they've allowed us into the club. Now we may look a little out of place. But a win against Cleveland, and all of a sudden now... Well, you're going to stay in the club. You're not going to get tossed. If right. you lose in Cleveland, you're getting tossed out of the Right. Club. Then, then, then we're McLovin inside the yeah. Uh, yeah. liquor store when didn't McLovin get punched? McLovin got punched inside yeah. the yeah, liquor yeah. store. He got knocked out. Yep. It was like a robbery happening. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get punched out of the club. Your, your ticket, your club ticket will get revoked. But I think if you win, then we're getting, not only are we in the club, but we're getting served like a gin and tonic. Because isn't that like everybody's first mixed drink is a... Is a well, you may have under, a spot at the bar. You're not, ta- you're not bottle service yet. No, definitely not yeah, bottle service. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like you get yeah. a gin and tonic. Right. You're at, you've got a little spot at the bar. you got Tangeray and tonic. Then you beat the next team. Maybe you got a seat at the bar. And then if you win that game the following week, you may be getting your tables reserved. And then if you go to you go to Green Bay and you run the table and you win that, you, then you're definitely getting bottle service at nine and eight. Now it's it's really it's not an elite club. It's kind of one of the secondary clubs. Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna see Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel there. No. You're not gonna see Dak Prescott and. And others there. Well, they're in the VIP section. Well, Not they're at in this a, club. They're in a different club. You know the yes, We're I agree with Lotto. They're in a different club. There used to be this place, but I thought on Dempster in Morton Grove or Niles or Des Plaines, I forget where it was. That my buddies, my suburban buddies, used to go. It was called Galaxy Nightclub, and like I would see Barry Rosner there every now and then. Really, back Ros in the day, yeah, that? yeah. This was not like going to Excalibur back in the day when we were in our 20s. We would go, Perry and I would go to Galaxy Nightclub, and we'd have a good time. Would you get out on a dance floor and cut a rug no, with, no, with no, Barry Rosner? No, 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 no. I wasn't dancing, no. What were you there to do? Drink. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was a suburban nightclub. You know, what like, if they played your jam? You and Perry are not on the dance floor? Like I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay. nodding my head while I would be drinking like a gin and tonic okay. back in my 20s. Point is, is MJ and Pip are downtown no, at a they, different club? You think MJ and Pip ever went to Galaxy no, Night Club? No, that's my point. They're at a different club. See, I... That's where Brock Purdy and Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, they're in an entirely different section in the 
In a different but, club. No, no, but that's the way you guys were painting it. I think of the club as the playoffs. However, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, they're in the VIP section. You can't even see them. Yeah. There's rumors circulating around the club that, hey, I think they're here. But you don't even get a glimpse of them because my, you're my, not good enough. My, my assessment would be they're, they're 40 miles away in an upscale club somewhere. Okay. Better yeah, and I think we get a chance to go to that club if you do make the, make the playoffs. The yeah. okay. First, we just got the training wheels on at Galaxy. And then we'll go to the, the real downtown club but see if they run the table, which, by the way, I don't think they will. Because I do think this team is still flawed where they're going to stub their toe some way, somehow, around a corner like you and I do as old men. Where we should be able every single time in our own bedroom be able to walk around our bed. But yet, we still find a way to stub our toe on our bedpost. And the Bears will stub their toe in my is my belief. Well, they're a f- they're five and eight for a reason. Yes, they have toe stubbing capacity, and and look, they're about at this stage of your growth. It, uh, matchups are really important. They match up well against the Lions. I don't know how well they match up against the Cleveland Browns. We'll see, but this will be a tougher matchup for them in different areas than the Lions were. I think we all felt pretty good. I called it gettable. I called the Lions gettable. Many believed that, you know, like you played, I played them on the money line as well, but I was very, very content with getting three and a half. Same here. Yeah, because I felt it was a really good matchup for this Bears team. This is a tougher matchup for them, so we'll see. I but, mean, but offensively, uh, it may be defensively, Gettable again. Absolutely. Joe Flacco yes. in his second game. Gettable. Their, yes. their, their strength is their run game. But again, it's not Chubb. It's their two other backs. Well, they're and without Ford their... and, and, and what's his name? Who, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, who came back midseason. And the Bears, by the way, are one of the best teams against the run. Like, I think this, the Bears defense should still feast and take the ball away. And I don't think, like, the Bears, my expectation is the Bears should go to Cleveland and win. I think this is, uh, I'm still in the process of, of having them prove to me that they can get past matchups that make them uncomfortable. So, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. I'll take the three points for sure. Um, but, like, there's, it's still, they, they got to prove it to me in a number of ways. Like, like it, I felt better about their matchup against the, the Lions than I do about being in Cleveland against the It reminds me of the Vikings game where, yes, they didn't score a touchdown, but the, the Cleveland offense doesn't scare me at all. Nothing about it scares me, especially with this defense. Well, there's there. What about the National Football League at this right. moment scares you? No, that's why. The, like this is yeah. this is why you're in the club in Arlington Heights. Yeah, yeah because right. you match up with ninety yeah. percent of the teams. Eleven of the sixteen teams in the NFC are under five hundred. So, like, is there? Do the Browns scare me offensively? No. Do they've got good players? Yeah, their tight end is really good. Their Amari Cooper is good, uh, but still good. Uh, I mean, they do have talent. Am I scared? No, I'm not scared. Uh, I do think that the other matchup is one that will cause them some trouble. Hopefully, they'll get past it. So, 
Look, I, I mean, none of these teams on their schedule going forward are unwinnable or unbeatable. But none of them are layups either. Right. So this is for the first time, and we've been talking so much big picture. For the first time on Sunday, we're going to sit in front of our television. We're going to listen to the game on radio. And we're going to at least for a little bit. We've been so battered as a fan base over these last few years, even during this year and the beginning of the year. And maybe you can allow yourself to dream just a little bit. Even if it's just the fact of dreaming inside the Galaxy nightclub. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Get yes. this win, and then, ooh, the Cardinals. Can you get to 6-8? and eight? Oh, and you beat the Cardinals on Christmas Eve. That should be a winnable game. Yes. Then you get to 7-8. and eight. And then the, there's nothing good about the Falcons to write home about. That's a gettable game at home. Now you're 8-8. Eight and eight. Now you got a date in Lambeau Field to end the season against the Packers. That that is more fun than I ever could have dreamed about a month ago. Now again, you could be like old men and stub your toe on the bedpost, and on Monday we could be talking about five and nine, and then all the dreams could vanish one game at a time. But again, anyone who doesn't say that this isn't the most important game of the season. Or in my case, I'm saying it's the most important game for us as fans since 2020. Now, it's a low bar. We have not had important games in our life in a long time. But this is the most important game for our fan base as Bears fans since the COVID year. I'm I'm, I'm open to it. Well, I I am as well because of the, the other issues that are in play. Like, there's, the evaluation process in this building is still going on on a number of fronts. So how this team performs over the next four weeks, starting with this one in Cleveland, is oh so important for so many people. So, yes, I agree with you. This is – but I felt that way since, you know, they played the Lions the first time when Justin came back. This was game one of a seven-game stretch where a bunch of people – are trying to make a statement about their future, and as a team collectively as well. So, yeah, I think this is an enormous game for a lot of reasons in Cleveland. Keith on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Center Radio, man. Um, I 100% agree with you about this game for you guys being your, your pretty much most important game. Um, I want to. I believe you guys can go 9-8. and eight. I believe that after this game, when you help me out and you beat those Cleveland Browns, I mean, as long as you can stop Miles Garrett and give Justin some time so he ain't pressured to make a bad throw and give him time to find, he's already got the speed, you can make that team work. And by the third quarter, they'll be, they'll be gassed out with him. And I think you can win that game by 14-17, shock the world. Um, it's all just giving him, get the pressure off of him from Miles Garrett. Let him do his job. He's already faster than half the guys in the league. And he only throws bad picks when he's under pressure, and the Lions don't do their job, guys. I mean, if you if you win that game outright, and you guys play as good as you did it with the Lions, now don't get me wrong, golf is not the greatest quarterback for the Lions. To me, I think he's the weak link. But, you know, you still played against a team that was has a lot of weapons on that team, and you beat them. So you're going to go in the cold. Bears play great in the cold. You The only excuse is stop Miles Garrett, give him time. Justin can run. He'll be smart with the ball, I believe. You need more play receivers, I believe. You should draft the number one receiver and get yourself a Jamar Chase and T. Higgins like I got, and you guys are going to be the future. I was going to ask you, is this Keith the the Super Bengals fan on the south side? 
Yes, it is, my friend. I'm going to help you guys out. You're going to help me out this week. We're going to have a great Christmas season as we keep going on a run and get out of the hunt and work our way to the playoffs. I believe it to be true. How's your house? uh, Is it all decorated in Bengals gear and everything? It's always decorated. A new look this year, uh, new players out there. Anybody who steps forward and shows me heart, they they go outside the house. Uh, Next man up mentality. Um, you got to believe. I mean, I was I was a little down this year, but you know, next man up. That's why you're on the team. That's why there's backups. That's why guys got to your your brothers, your family. You got to work together, or you quit and you try to go for a pick. And I'm just grateful my team's fighting, and I believe your Bears are going to fight. And I mean, there's a lot of people doubting them. There's a lot of people saying you guys make bad picks or you waste picks. Sometimes, hey, I've done it too. But you know something? Then we did it right. And, you know, we rebuilt, and you guys don't really have much to rebuild. There's talent there. I just, you know, it's how you, you know, play the game. You'll see who's not playing the game, and that's where you got to make your changes. But I think Justin is your future. I I mean, compared, how do you know what you're going to get in the first round is going to be any better? How do you know? You don't. You got to know. I mean, like, you don't, but you, like, that's what they're paid to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Keith, go get yourself a Jake Browning jersey, all right? Take care. Go Bears. Good luck, guys. You remember, Keith? The uh, I do. Yeah. The, remember, we yeah. did a well-being check on him. We did, and it, yeah, there was some some stuff there. No, there was some stuff. But remember, we talked. Did yeah. we talk to his wife? Yeah. Yeah. There was some stuff. There was that whole stuff. experience. Yeah, that whole, yeah. It was fun though. Yeah. Uh, Lewis from Cicero, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lewis? What's up, gentlemen? Hope you guys are feeling better. Um, First of all, I just want to give you guys props on the all of these analogies with the club and the yeah. toast stubbing. That's why you guys get paid the big bucks. <laughs> what kind of what, what kind of club are you used to going to, Lewis? Man, I'm 33. I don't do clubs no more. Well, well, back in the day, what kind of club did you go to? Um, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Have you guys heard of like Weed Street down by oh, yeah, like, North sure. Avenue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By so Joe's to- on Weed. Did you ever go to Joe's on Weed? I'm not. I'm not sure, man. I, don't, that, that I think that might have. Yeah, but that, I think he's talking about bar. there was a gentleman's club on Weed Street. Still yeah, well, is. Via, it's not on Weed. Though, the VIPs, right? Did you go to VIPs? Yeah, yeah, I went to VIPs. I before, used to have yep. a black card over there. Oh, okay. And a parking okay. spot, right? Well, not a parking yeah. spot. Oh. Also, V Live. You guys remember V Live off of Milwaukee? I don't know. That I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. and somebody got like stabbed, so they took it down. Oh, right God. <laughs> Chicago, Probably not right a now. joint you want to be hanging out <laughs> yeah. at. It's, there's a random, yeah. random stabbing. Oh, yeah. Know, also, like dolphins. A bunch of people got stabbed by dolphins as well. But bunch of people anyway, got stabbed I, I at guess. dolphins? Yeah, wow. I think multiple. Yeah. I, wow. I, I, That's I think good. that was like the final straw. Oh, That's no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, one stabbing. stabbing's too many. Yes, right, right. Multiple stabbings. <laughs> yes, That's no, good. That's no, got to close down. Right, right. But uh, I wanted to your take on all right, so I saw on Facebook, so it's gotta be true. Exactly. That <laughs> That's where I get my news from. Right. So I heard that the Falcons and the Patriots are both interested in Justin Fields to trade up. Um what, what do you guys think we can A first of all, what could we get for him? And second of all, is that what we really want to do? Because, you know, I saw improvement. I like Justin Fields, I'm a Justin Fields guy. And if we trade him and we, you know, basically go all in on, like, a Caleb Williams or whomever, and he's a bust, then we're kind of, like, back to square one, whereas if we just see Justin um, and get him all these weapons and, you know, solidify our offense, solidify our defense, I think we'd be in a much better position um, 
But what do you guys think about trading them out to the Patriots or the Falcons? I have not. I wouldn't believe anything I would see right now. It's December 13th. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday oh. to the general. He's 79 today. So, But it's December uh, 13th, so I, I, I wouldn't believe any of the rumors I'm, I'm reading or hearing. And as I've said over and over again, I, I'm, can I just watch the next four games before I come to any long-term conclusions? Can but I like, you, like you've always said, it is best for the Bears, either way, if they keep him or if they decide to trade him, for him to raise a stock. There's no, like there's you are no the downside seat. to Justin playing well. If he plays right. well and, and the people in this building decide to pivot and go in the other direction, he's more valuable in the trade on the trade market. If he plays exceptionally well and the people in this building decide that he's their best option going forward, then you can use all that draft currency to build your football team in other areas. There is zero downside to Justin playing good football from here on out. Did you, uh, Charlie, do you have the um, Rex Ryan bite? I don't think we ever played it. Where Rex Ryan did some dreaming for the Bears. He talks about, yeah, the Patriots calling. Yeah, yeah. Meller, I don't think you've heard this. Um, This is from Get Up early in the week. I think this is from Monday. We have yet to play this. But he listen to this. Charlie, do you have that still? Is yeah, that... uh, uh, Greeny tees him up for it, right? Okay, take a listen. Yes, I think it's a second bite from Get Up that we had on our board. But it's, it's about Rex proposing a Bears-Patriots trade. Justin Fields is going to be a terrific player for someone next year. The Bears have done absolutely everything wrong with this kid, and he continues to look pretty good. He is going to wind up being someone starting Yeah, Justin Fields, what he's doing right now is making some team on the outside looking in say, that has to be our quarterback next year. That has to be our starter. If you are the Atlanta Falcons, and we've talked about it before, and you're looking at that skill set, under Arthur Smith and the way he likes to run the football, it would be a great fit. If, if I'm Bill Belichick, first Ooh. thing I do is say, hey, here's our first-round pick. Give me Justin Fields. That's a good one. In I, New England. I'm, I'm telling you right now, mark it down. That's, That's the, the third overall pick. Is it the third or two? No, it's second. 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 Is it yeah. two? Yeah, second overall There's pick. a reason Rex Ryan's sitting one, up at that One, two, desk. and five. And if you're Bill Belichick, who apparently is leaving after this year, right. he would do it. Is that for, that's what, what someone's reporting today, yes? Yeah. That they've already worked out the details where he could Well, be. that they talked about uh, after the loss to the Colts in London that there was Germany. kind of – Was it, was was it Germany? It, was it Germany? Wherever it was, that that kind of was where they – that's the report. Is, yeah. is that it's just – it's fait accompli. It'll he be was asked about it today, year. and he went into I'm his, on uh, to the – I'm on to Kansas City, yeah, or we're yeah. focused on Kansas City. Yeah. He's going to – look, Fields is going to – people are going to want him – and then I saw today that Jeremy Fowler was reporting that word out of Atlanta is that Arthur Smith, for now, unless there's a catastrophic meltdown, is safe. And then again, that would bode well for teams like the Bears because then they want the quick fix. If Arthur Smith stays, that most likely means they don't draft a quarterback. Ryan Pace is there, who did draft Justin Fields. They've got those weapons. And then if they that's where Justin's from, the Atlanta suburbs, and then they would trade. But, again, if Justin goes to Cleveland and wins, maybe he's your solution here. And then like Waddle says, he's been preaching it. Four games is an eternity. And if there are four games at five and eight that you win out, all of a sudden now 
you may start thinking differently. In this building, okay, the, the, your stock will rise dramatically if you go to Cleveland and you're one of the reasons why you handle a difficult defense and you're the, one of the reasons, if not the biggest reason, why they win a football game. And then you do whatever you do in the next two weeks. But let's say you do the same thing, you go to Green Bay. And you put the first L on Green Bay in their building that they've had at the hands of the Chicago Bears since 2018. And your quarterback goes out there and plays well. I'm telling you, you can change a lot of hearts and minds in this building over the course of the next four weeks. Is there a strong lean in one direction or another? My, my hunch is probably. To what? At this point, my hunch would be that if they were forced to make a decision, they'd pivot and move on for financial reasons and for a lot of other things. Uh, it just hasn't been good enough consistently enough. Um, but again, like I said, I mean, the NFL season is a, is a lifetime. They've got almost 25% of the regular season still on their schedule. So there is still things that can be proven and minds that can be changed, in my opinion, going forward. And then it all comes down to how they view, you know, the upcoming 2024 draft class. So, I mean, there's just so many important issues that have to factor into a decision of this magnitude, whether it's the coach or it's the quarterback. And I still believe because of what lies ahead and the circumstances involved that there's still a, you know, an opportunity for people to change minds in this building. I do. I'm excited about uh, Sunday's game. That's for sure. In the small picture of all of this, they have a chance to do something here. Um, Pretty, pretty interesting. Interesting is a good way to describe it. It's interesting. Because if you get to 9 and 8, nobody's going to look at 9 and 8 and be overly thrilled. But you will have won six in a row. Oh, that that would be pretty special. Yeah. Like, if this game, if you win, it's interesting. And it's getting more interesting as you go along. But again, and and it's in the context of this season, not into where we right. want to go eventually. You want to win your first Super Bowl eventually since 1985. It's not good enough to be in the land of mediocre. But in this season, again, take it with the context. This I'm could find being in the club of five and eight and in the hunt. Let's Welcome go to, to the club. Let, let's go to Galaxy together. All right, if you want to weigh in, three three two three seven seven six and Waddle's World from Hallis Hall coming up next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. That's right, John. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. There, Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Uh, we are up here at Hallis Hall, so we can probably fill you in or should fill you in on what the injury report oh, yeah, today. We, we haven't talked about I, the big news. We have not. Uh, I do know. Right. We haven't, have we? We suck. Like uh, Yannick Ngakwe 
is out for the rest of the yeah. year with a broken ankle, and we haven't mentioned it word one. I know the good kid in Carm covered it quite a bit. Well, Justin talked about it in the press conference that we carried. We yeah. had him do it. That's true. Uh, not just that, but DJ Moore was out today. Uh, remember, he hurt correct. his ankle a little bit on Sunday. Yeah, I he, would not expect this to keep him out you in are any correct. way, shape, or he form. He did not practice equanimous St. Brown, did not practice with that pectoral injury. Dylan Cole, personal reasons, did not practice. And Jaquan Brisker was limited with a groin injury. You know, like, this is a point before that I, that I thought was worth talking about, at least briefly, with regard to the importance of this game coming up. Prior to hearing the Ngakwe news, um, you know, I, the Bears have been remarkably healthy. Yeah, and when you when you compare that to what the Browns, I was just going to say, Grant Delpit, their 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 leading tackler is their safety, just went on IR for the year. The uh, the defensive end on the outs on the other side of Miles Garrett is, I think, is out for this game. Um, yes. You know, they've, they've been dealing with injuries over the course of a long period of time. Miles Garrett's playing pretty much one arm. One of their defensive tackles, Maurice Hurst, also went on DL on the uh, injured list. Uh, Kareem Hunt did not practice today for the Browns he, with his groin injury. Uh, David Njoku did not practice, although that's a rest day. What Den- about Denzel Ward? Denzel Ward was limited. Okay, so he may be back. Yeah, this he week. might be trending in that direction. You know, and they're, they're, both of their offensive tackles have been out for a while, I think, but both went on injured reserve today, right? Yes. Um, and then finally, Jerome Ford had the wrist injury at the end yeah. of the game. He was limited as well. This injury report is brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers. I will say, though, that like for. And they struggled with injuries off and on through the course of the season. Obviously, Justin missed four games as well. But right now, to think that the Bears are as healthy as they are at this point in the season is, is a very good thing. Did you mention Tevin Jenkins? Is he not on the report? Not on it at all. Because didn't he leave, too, for a little bit at least on Sunday? I heard them say really? that on the broadcast. Yeah, I, didn't, again. I didn't see that. At least that. Thayer mentioned it. Maybe, really? he, maybe he was fine. I hope he gets some Pro Bowl recognition. I know I've said this a couple of times. Uh, but when you watch film, he stands out all the time. And so, I mean, Darnell Wright is, is, you know, somebody that does a really nice job as well. But I, I think Tevin Jenkins, as long as he can be out there consistently. He's a beast. He is a fabulous football player. Uh, he's got one of the best blocking grades since week 11 uh, from pro football focus yeah. among all guards. I can imagine. Like, I, you, that's a dude you don't want to tangle with. And that's just pass blocking. And it's not just his... It's it's not just him being a nasty, you know, physical guy. Technique wise, yeah, he very rarely finds himself like over doing things the wrong way and finding himself in a compromised situation. When 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 is he up for a contract extension? Is he up uh, this off season? And could they could they? Uh, is that someone that Ryan Poles could say, "Look, you've you've really done a good job." Remember they had some hiccups early in the relationship? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his status is. I would think not this upcoming season, but the following season probably. Well, what, what, wasn't he a second-round pick? He was so a second-round pick, year, so it's a four-year deal. So, so, like, so this, this is his go- third year. Yeah, so, so this is going to be entering his last. I would think this offseason is the year that he could get it. Yes. So I, yeah, like, because you wouldn't want him I, to go to free agency. No, I would attack the last year of his contract. You're right, Sylvie. Yeah, so I, I'd go to him, and I'd, I'd work on something. Especially with all this cap room. Um, you, you want him as part of your future, that's for he, sure. Yeah. Are you convinced that he's going to stay healthy? I think, you know. Um, if he finishes out the year healthy. Yeah. Was, I hear really good things about kind of how his makeup is 
different and in a really good way now versus maybe a while ago. So not only is he playing really, really well, I think he's pointed in the right direction on a lot of fronts. So he's he's been a fantastic player when he's been out there, for sure. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson were named the AFC and NFC Players of the Week. That's incredible. That, Who would have thought? That talks or speaks to the issue that we have with quarterback play in the league right now. I believe there were nine teams this past week that were playing backups. Justin in a better game, though, than Tommy DeVito. Uh, I mean, Tommy DeVito threw for 164 yards, didn't he, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And, and one he, touchdown? Was, was one good throw? Really? I mean, when all isn't that more playing into the narrative that is Tommy DeVito kissing his agent? Or the, the father in, uh, kissing his agent? I don't think they're giving you the, the player of the week for the narrative. I don't. Well, I don't well, think well they're, they're not giving it to you based on stats? I thought the kid played pretty well. He did, but I'm look at his Sylvie. numbers. Read the numbers. NFC Player of the Week? He was 17-21. He only threw it 21 times. He ran for 71 yards. He threw a touchdown and no interceptions. He had a, a 114 quarterback rating, and he led him on a game-winning drive at the end where on the I think his final like 10 or his final 11 passes he was 10 of 11 like do so you have to win the game to be player of the week I, I don't like because Drake, Drake London had a pretty damn good week he was making some crazy yeah you catches. should win the game but but like look at Justin's yeah. Justin rush for 60 mm-hmm. through for 223 well, not 60 because I know he hit the. He came in yeah, at the he under, didn't run right? For 60, right. He came you, right. Tommy you, DeVito had more rushing yards. Did you hear about that last week? Because you were in Mexico. I sat in for you with Barstool Big Cat. Waddle was selling him on the. Not even That's selling right. him. He, he said, hey, Justin right. Fields in the over. That. And in studio, because Big Cat said, if someone says anything around him, he has to play it. And so he quickly made a one. Was it a one unit? It was a big unit. Oh, it was Way large. Oh, it was a large. Units, I know his These units guys, are way bigger than our units. Absolutely. He's so, gonna. We. I forgot about that. We're gonna have to ask him four o'clock. Just how angry. He well, is. those were tough beats because yes. I had Justin uh, Justin Fields over rushing, and I think I played it like at, at, at sixty one and a half. I think it was. Yep. And then I played the DJ more over receiving yards, and I think I lost that by like a, a yard and a half as well. Yeah, there were some bad beats. Look, if you wanted to give this award to somebody, you should have given it to Brock. I was just going to say. How about Debo Samuel? Yeah. Two touchdowns and one interception. Come on now. I'm not a big narrative guy, like saying the, quote, narrative. That's a narrative award that week. Yes. Or, hey. How about the Cowboys? Anybody on the Cowboys who yeah. throttled the Eagles? They're, they're division rival. What do you mean, he Danny DeVito? Dak, Dak Prescott didn't deserve it? Tommy. Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson were named the AFC and NFC Players of the Week. Good for the kid. Yes. It's a great story. He's not the Player of the Week. Yes, he is. He's got the hard. He's got the hardware to show you. What kind of hardware do you get? For I player don't know. Of the week? I'm not sure. Maybe you. Get, you know what you get is you probably get a certificate. You think it you, says NFL Player of the Week, and they mail it to you. I don't know. What did you get for being on the Madden, all Madden team? I got a sweatshirt. That's it? Yes. Nothing there were no there. trophies. All you got was a sweatshirt and a I, football card. You were I, part of a football. I bet it card. eventually became something bigger as far as, like, the I momentum. I, you I know, know, I feel like they did away with it. They kind of just shifted it to the video game. All the Madden... Well, fanfare when, went to the mid, the video game. When he stopped doing games, well, right, yeah, that's yeah, the, 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 the all Madden team went away. Yeah. but 
I bet you that, like in the, in the 2000s, I bet you it was something. That I'm, uh, I, like I don't know. I don't know what they trip did. Trip somewhere. Bill Belichick on his Patriots future. Future says I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Uh, speculation about Belichick's future has swirled in part because owner Robert Kraft has been clear about his expectations entering the fourth season since Tom Brady's free agency departure. Uh, the owner is not happy. It's very important to me that we make the playoffs, and that's not going to happen. So, like uh, we were talking about, there were some stories about them uh, basically coming to the conclusion that they were going to park company at the end of this season. That who, was one of the rumors. Who do they have this week? Kansas City, did yes, you say? Oh, they're boy. at Kansas City. So, um, yeah, that's going to be the end of a uh, the, uh, the end of a legacy or the end of a dynasty. I don't. I mean. There's rumors or there's talk like if, if he's going to take over somebody's team. The Chargers are the rumor that keeps getting floated out there. For, for what I it's mean, worth, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, know, I, I don't know that I had said this four years ago, but I, I'm not. I don't need Bill Belichick as my coach right now. You Is that crazy? That. It's no. a what, what have you done for me recently industry. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean, impressive. they're, they're not know. a great team. And I get it. You can say. Separate Bill the GM from Bill the coach. Do you still have a good coach? I don't know. I'm intrigued if I'm the Chargers because of what they have set up. Would you rather Matt Eberflus or Bill Belichick, given those two? Belichick. I would go with Belichick, Belichick. but, like, you know. What if if Eberflus closes with six straight wins? Now. Does it change? You know what? We'll have that conversation when it happens, Jeff. All right. That's what we'll do. We'll have a big conversation about that. Uh, Super Bowl. LXI, what is that? What number is that? Is that 50? That would be 61? Yes. Uh, to be played at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, I believe that. So that's, that'll be the second one, right? 2027. Yeah. You build it, and you're going to get it. Yeah. It's the uh, anti-Will Biden uh, philosophy. I know, now, it's, I know it's L.A. He doesn't think, the, wow. the, like, we'll get one. In, we're going to get one once the stadium is finished. The next four years, Super Bowl, uh, obviously this year's Super Bowl is at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Next year will be at the Superdome in New Orleans. The following year at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. And the 2027 Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in L.A. There is no question in my mind, if in fact the Bears do build this beautiful new stadium, that they will be hosting a Super Bowl. I think the Bears will be at that one. That at the SoFi one? Yeah. That's my prediction right now. I don't know them prediction. The awful Bearsy today. Uh, the uh, With NFL the right set, moves. set to play a game in Brazil in 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just the internet. Listen, they're not going. They're not going to do. That's less. incredible! Wow, they're not going to do less international games. Michael Jordan oh. headlines the inaugural class for the Bulls Ring of Honor. I this saw here? this. Like this is Jordan this. Pippen and Rodman are all headliners for the inaugural class for the Bulls Ring of Honor. Now this is the guys who have their numbers retired. Uh, one of my thoughts was uh, they go in the Ring of Honor too. Yes. Like I mean, like they've all. I mean. I get it. Like, I always thought that the Ring of Honor was a way to honor the guys who didn't get their numbers retired. Hmm. You know? Michael and- Reinsdorf said the Chicago Bulls Ring of Honor will be a first-of-its-kind celebration honoring many of the legends who have helped shape our organization over the past 57 years. They have deep connections to our fans and community and represent a spirit of competition, hard work, and toughness. The inaugural class also includes Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause, Artis Gilmore, Jerry Sloan, Tony Kukoc, Bob Love, Chet Walker, Johnny Redker, Tex Winter, and Dick Klein. 
And they're going to honor the 72-win team as well. Well, Ray, which, which Kukoc was on, which was, I, I thought, was, uh, or are they just honoring him that? Because it's against, isn't it against um, the Golden State where Kerr will be there? Yes. yes. They, uh, the Ring of Honor festivities include a private gala at the United Center on January 11th and a halftime presentation during a Jan 12 game against Golden State. Kerr also played on that night. The, the one guy who I believe they needed to include in the inaugural class, um, and I love the A train, I love Artis Gilmore, is I thought, and I, I, I thought his number should be retired, is Norm Van Leer. I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like they've snubbed him a couple of times. Storm and Norman, in my opinion, was what the Bulls represented it in those Dick Mata years. Him and Jerry Sloan, in my opinion, that backcourt should have gone in together, and uh, he's going to have to wait again. I never saw him play, but I worked with him over at Fox Sportsnet, and I always loved our time. Yeah, and he gave so much back to the Bulls, too. So much fun. Like, not only did Red Kerr, who's going in, he was their first ever coach, and he gave so many years as a broadcaster, Red Kerr, but... Norm Van Leer was a great player for the Bulls. He also was around the team in a pre-game, sh- pre and post-game show host for so many years. I felt like Michael could have included him in that class. Uh, also, the uh, finally before we uh, get to the break, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, made comparable offers to Shohei, nearly identical to the Dodgers. It says here. They made three offers to Shohei, including a final proposal that their baseball president of ops, or president of baseball ops, called a very comparable, if not identical, offer to the record $700 million 10-year contract that the Dodgers ultimately signed him to. You Otani can't go nearly. Spent, you can't go nearly. So I think you know so. what I mean? Otani spent two hours with the Giants for a ballpark meeting with all of their people back on December 2nd. So... Sounds like there was a. This was a two-team race. So I've got uh, Verducci audio. Oh, are we open at four thirty, Charlie, or is that when we were going to do the Aki's A list? When do we? Yeah, when we, we were going to do that at four thirty. Uh, we can. Well, we can it. do the Ass Hat A list yeah. again. And no, I don't have, No, it's Charlie. Charlie's turn. Today. Okay. So we could maybe put the A list at five thirty, and then I, w- I want to play the Otani sound at four thirty from Verducci and for. Those who have been wondering, do the Cubs have a shot? I want to play you what Verducci said about the Cubs. All right, when we come back, uh, we do a little something we call Florida or Ohio. That's next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. As always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. By the way, we'll be sampling 19 Crimes Wine 
at the big holiday party on Friday at Bub City in Rosemont. So come on out to see us on Friday, Bub City in Rosemont, and uh, pick up a bottle and uh, enjoy during this holiday season, 19 Crimes. Get your drink on. Yes. What do you got? Charlie. All right. We have a man who was arrested after driving a stolen ambulance to the sheriff's office. Oh, that's not good. This has been done a lot, I feel like. The stolen ambulance. <laughs> stolen, the old stolen ambulance trick. He was taken into custody after driving a stolen ambulance to the county sheriff's office over the weekend. Uh, in a release, deputy said that first responders were helping someone who is experiencing an altered state. Uh, while that was happening, a man got into the ambulance and drove away from the scene. The ambulance struck a curb during the ensuing chase. Uh, it ended up in somebody's lawn. It's been a whole. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Ended it's a up, whole thing. And then he it's took it to the sheriff's thing. office. This big old thing called Florida, Ohio. I think sheriff uh, is more of a, uh, a a county thing in uh, uh, in Florida. Really, we've done this before. I think the they're, Hamilton they're County the Hamilton County Sheriff was yeah, a very nice man back in Ohio. I, I'm still uh, gonna go uh, in. Tallahassee, Florida. I like it. I'm going to stick with the T's. I'm going with Tampa. Listen, I was just in Tampa. Right. Melly, you probably saw this take down. place. Can't I can't say that I was witness to it, but I believe it happened in Florida. Yeah. It was Columbia County, Florida. Oh. Big win for the team today. Big win. We're now 6 and 8 and we're in the hunt Woo. as a group. I think that's <laughs> that's what we three are. 3 in a row, right? Yeah, it is. Three in a row for We us. defeated Ohio. Yes, yes, we did. Just like the Bears are going to do down. this weekend. Took it down. I like that. All right, good job, Charlie. Uh, coming up next, Barstool Big Cat. You know, Waddle just brought something up with this Bulls Ring of Honor thing that I, I – shame on me. I didn't even think of. The juiciest part of this Ring of Honor, yeah. I didn't even think of. We'll, we'll throw it to Barstool Big Cat coming up next.